0: Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church, and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I actually had the privilege of doing something special uh, this afternoon, uh, and I'm just going to share that with you, because <laughs> I can. I've got a mic right now. <laughs> Uh, So you got to understand something about me, I grew up in Zimbabwe, and I lived there until I was uh, 14 years old, and I remember with my cousin, we loved playing cricket, so much so that to this day, I do not know how many windows we broke, because no matter how many times we told ourselves we were not going to play the pool shot, it just happened, and uh, our parents definitely, yeah, it was special. But um, we used to love watching cricket, and I am a big cricket fan, and the amount of times I would wake up early in the morning in Zimbabwe, it was cold, and I remember getting in front of the television and watching Zimbabwe, and they had a good cricket team tour, a place like Australia, and seeing them in the stadiums like Adelaide Oval... I thought to myself, me and my cousin would sit there and we'd talk and we'd be like, one day we're going to be with our wives and we're going to be in places like Australia and we're going to be walking around enjoying it, playing cricket. At that time, we thought we'd be professional cricket players, you know. There was, there was no end to the dream. But you know, for most of you, it might be pretty normal because you live in Adelaide and you probably, Adelaide Oval, it's, it's, just, it's just there. It's just there in the middle of the city and it doesn't mean much to you. But see, to me... It's a significant marker to what little expectation I had as a young person. And then to see what God has done is just mind-blowing. So for you, maybe on a Sunday night, it's just like, you know what? what It's just the place that, you know, we hold concerts and we go watch the Crows play. And we, you know, go hang out and stuff like that. But see, to me, it was a significant moment because God has exceeded my expectations. And I don't know who you, I'm speaking to tonight, but I just want to tell you that there is a God who loves you and he wants to exceed your expectations. Come on, if he can take this African boy out of Africa and have him travel the globe and get him to see the world in a, just an amazing way, I wonder what he could do with your life if you just entrusted to him. So that was my little significant moment that I had today where I was just like... Going there, you know, I had my phone out taking photos and stuff like that. And I was just like, this is special. And I will never want to take it for granted, the amazing things that God gets to do in my life. But um, we're going to get into the Word. I'm not going to preach for too long because I'm so excited for baptisms tonight. It's, it's going to be such a good night. But I want to talk uh, tonight about Expectation. Expectation. Uh, and uh, i'm going to read quickly uh, a piece of scripture in Second Kings 2, and I 'm actually just going to read it tonight from verses nine to 13 actually i'm going to change it up, so i'm going to do it from nine to 13. So the production guys, I think I'd given you one to 18, but we'll start from nine. and so come on, can we give the guys behind the scenes an amazing hand? <laughs> They're amazing. Honestly, the only time we really maybe ever notice them is when something's going wrong. So, you know, it's so good to just appreciate you for all you do. You guys are so valued. So I'm going to start from uh, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9. And it says that when they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, "'Tell me what I can do for you before I am taken from you. "'Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit,' Elisha replied." You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said, yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, not. Says that as they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, my father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them apart. He picked up the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. I want to talk to you tonight about expectation. Expectation. See, uh, something pretty cool happened to me. I'm kind of hazy. I think it was earlier this year. uh, I got some free tickets to go uh, to a Justin Bieber concert. See, I gotta be honest, and I'm just gonna say it from the start. Uh, I'm a believer, okay? <laughs> I, I just am. So, <laughs> I decided that I'd take my little sister, because you know what? I was like, I'm gonna make it all about her. But to be honest, like, I wanted to be there just as much, if not more than she did. So anyway, we turned up to the concert, and obviously we were like, we want to get the full experience, so we say we watch the, from the start, you know you always have an opening act, and actually the opening act was a band from Australia named Shepherd, and I'd never heard of them, or well, I thought I hadn't, and then they were playing their set, and who knows, you know, like opening act, like, you know, everyone's like, yeah, but let, let's be honest, you're kind of like, just kind of on your phone, you know, not really paying attention, And then they played a song that I knew, like a song called Geronimo. And I'm like, these guys are cool. These guys are awesome. And then after they played, there was this DJ. And I don't know if you heard about him. Maybe the young people have. His name is Martin Garrix, okay? Pretty big DJ, just mixes what the young people these days would call some sick, sick tunes, some sick, sick beats, you know? So there I am. You know, I'm 27, but I'm still trying to hold on. Come on, guys. Give me some credit. And so there we are and I'm just looking so there's these teenage teenage girls and just like going crazy and there's the mosh pit, you know, down the front. We were kind of a little bit up and I'm just watching and I started to notice things. Is there anybody who loves watching people? Is there any people watches around? I love it, you know, just kind of looking around at people's interactions and stuff like that. So I'm just watching the crowd. I'm just enjoying it. And I started to notice a pattern, okay, and some of you will know this phrase when I say it where when the beat was building up, it was as if people were getting ready for something. Like something's about to happen and you can see people getting excited. And apparently in music, there's something that's called the drop. So that's when the music builds up to such a moment where it's it's just getting crazy. It's just like you can feel it and then it drops. And when it drops, everyone just goes crazy and it's just like mental. And Madden Garrix was playing these songs and these young people, when the music dropped, hands were in the air, people were jumping around. But there's always that one person that is not quite gifted with the with timing, <laughs> that when everybody else is in tune, that when everybody else is within the beat, they're expectant, but, but they just seem to always miss the drop. And I don't know about you, but it can be pretty awkward. <laughs> I just want to speak really quickly on the subject title tonight of don't miss the drop. Come on, don't miss the drop. And what I realized when I was watching this group of young people was that the reason why those that caught the drop did so well is because there was a level of expectation that made them get in sync with what was about to happen. And their expectation was in direct correlation with the moments that happened after the drop hit. And I'll tell you what happens when you live an expectant life. Number one, when you live an expectant life, it creates a hunger in you for more. There is a desire not just to be okay with the status quo, but there is a desire to see more for your life. There's a desire to see more happen. So we pick up the story where Elisha and Elijah are walking. Elijah is the oldest statesman. He's the experienced one. Elisha is the prodigy. And they're walking together. And Elijah says, what do you want from me? And I think in that moment, Elisha would have been like, there's some awesome things that I could ask for. But I love that he says, I want a double portion of what you have. I want a double portion of what you have. So much of that Elijah says, what you have asked for, is pretty difficult. But because you've asked for it, so it will be done. Can I just ask, what are you living expecting for? What are you living expecting for? Do you have dreams and hopes that are beyond your imagination? Or because maybe life has dealt you some hard hits, you've just become, you know what, this is my little bit. This is what I'm just gonna take home. This is just what I deserve. Let me tell you, there is a God that says that I am the God of the universe. I created everything. And if you would live expectant, if you would bring everything to me, then you'd be amazed at what I can do in your life. Because expectation creates a hunger in you for more. Matthew 7, 7 verse, Matthew 7 verse 7 says this, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everybody who asks will receive the one who seeks, finds the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What are you expecting for? What are you expecting for tonight? And for the girls that are getting baptized, are you just expecting that you're just going to go through some water and just then come up? Or are you expecting that there will be a line in the sand, something would be shifted and changed, that that water would not only just turn your life around, but there would be things that would be left in that water forever. Addictions would be dropped in there, that you never have to go through it again because your expectation will create in you a hunger and a desire for more. See, what I love is that Elisha, the Bible actually says that, was able to do twice as many miracles as Elijah did. And I believe it's because he asked for a double portion. He said, I want more. And uh, one of his miracles that actually happened, do you know that it happened after he died? I know, this, this, I know I'm know. i going to prove it to you because this is the stuff that just blows my mind, okay? 2 Kings 13 verse 20 and 21 says this. Elisha died and was buried. Now Moabite raiders used to enter the country every spring. Once while some Israelites were burying a man, suddenly they saw a band of raiders. So they threw the man's body onto Elisha's tomb. When the body touched Elisha's bones, the man came to life and stood up. I don't know about you, but I want to live a life that is so expectant that long after that I'm gone, it's still impacting people's lives in a supernatural way. I don't just want to believe for something that's going to bless me while I'm here on earth. But I want to live with such expectation that when I'm long gone, people are still benefiting from my expectation. But what I've started to learn in life sometimes is we've got to be careful of what I've called expectation drainers. Expectation drainers. It says that as, if you read earlier on, it says that as Elisha was walking with Elijah, he met a couple of company of prophets who said, hey, do you know that your master is about to be taken up today, trying to bring him down? And I love his response because he just says, yeah, I know, shut up. I believe, and I know it might not be kind, but that there's some moments where if you are trying to live a life of expectation, and you know the, you know what I'm talking about, I'm gonna go for it, and they go, uh, "I just don't know if you can do it. I just maybe you're just too young. You're just you're just too unqualified." But but look at the suburb that you come from in Adelaide. Like nobody does anything good from there. Come on, who's around you? Because I want to be with people that when we say we're going for something, that we say that we're going to break through something. I want to be with people that speak life into me. I want to be with people that say you can do it. I want to be with people who say that it is possible? Be careful of expectation drainers. We got to protect ourselves. I love that, you know, we're singing this morning this amazing song that says, hey, just tell the devil no, not today. And you know, sometimes the biggest expectation drainers are actually not the people around us, but it's the voice of fear and anxiety that actually is within us. And that we actually have to just break through our own mindsets of maybe the picture, maybe that was painted wrongly for us. And so can I encourage you that you can take hold of that voice And begin to say, you know what, I am going to be expecting. Yeah, maybe my family lineage hasn't been the greatest. Maybe I don't come from the people that have made the best decisions. But you know what, I know that I have control of my today. And you know what, if God can take this life and do something with it, then I'm going to entrust it with Him. Because I'm not going to live small anymore. But I'm going to believe that the God who created me has a plan and a purpose for my life. And He can use me to do something (laughs) extraordinary that you could walk in Adelaide Oval and you could see it differently because there is a God who takes us and does the extraordinary. Number three is that your expectation will make you push through barriers. See, Elisha in the story, as I said, had opportunities to just stay back. Elijah it actually says that. He tells him to say, hey, you don't have to come with me. You can stay back. But I love, he's got this perseverance. He's got this tenacity. He's got this hunger for more. He's so expectant that he says, no, I am going to stay by your side. What's your response when you feel like you hear something from God, when you feel like you're in a moment where you're about to change your life and you hear No. Do you just go back and say, well, I tried, that's it, that was enough? Because I really believe that there is something that's about to shift in this room tonight. Where you are now going to believe that maybe you've been told no once, maybe even twice, maybe even three times, maybe you've applied for a job and time and time again, they've replied, No, no, no. And maybe right now you're feeling a little bit weary, but I just feel right now I just need to encourage somebody that go again because there is power in expectation. Your situation can turn around again. Maybe there's been doors that have been closed time and time again, but I think it's time to say, It's time to go again. Your expectation will break through barriers. This is this guy in the Bible, his name is Blind Batimaeus. He says that he sees Jesus coming from a long way off, but he doesn't even see him. He hears him because he's blind. But I love his response because back in that time, beggars weren't allowed to actually just, you know, like cry out or to be vocal. So then there's all these people saying, just keep quiet. But a loud blind body man, he goes, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And people say, just quiet. No, he doesn't care. He doesn't want to do anything with you. He says, no, 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 no. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I feel like there's some people and people have told you to be quiet. People have told you to go to the back. People have told you you don't matter. People have told you that nobody cares. I'm here to tell you, you need to cry out again because your God wants to do something in your life. He wants to hear your voice. There's this other lady and it says that he, she had an issue of blood and she had struggled for 12 years. And in that time, she was considered unclean. She wasn't allowed to hang out in public. She was frowned upon. And it says that she sees Jesus is coming. And you know what she thinks? She decides, you know, if I could only touch the garment that is on him, then I'm believing for my healing. It says that she had to get through the crowd, but I'm just imagining she didn't let the crowd stop her. She didn't let what people thought stop her. She just knew that there was a miracle that she needed. She she said, I'm going to push through. I'm going to get to him. I'm not going to let anything stop me. And she touches his garment and she gets healed. Who's in your way? Who's put a barrier in your way that you need to break through? I love it. There's another story of four friends and that they have a friend that needs healing. And they hear where Jesus is preaching. And it says that they had so much faith. They had so much expectation. And I know Pastor Tony and Kat, this would be awesome. But at the same time, it'll give you a heart attack. Because it says that during the meeting, they made a hole in the roof because there was no space to get in. Imagine being in that meeting. You know, right now I'm speaking and stuff. And then a little bit of dust starts falling down. And then before we know it, the whole thing falls down. And then these four guys are just lowering this person down. Come on, what kind of faith? What kind of expectation would make them carry their friend up onto the roof first? He probably was heavy and then lower him down. I'm telling you what, some obstacles are in your way, but Jesus is saying, would you find a way? Would you be expectant? Because if you're expectant, then I can do exceedingly abundant and above all you've ever expected, desired, or ever thought. Something happens when we live. Expectant, And you know tonight, there's some people and you're probably in a place where you, you, you don't have a relationship with God. And I was thinking, you know, maybe people have tried to make you love Jesus. The truth is he did, uh, wants to make you do something that you're not ready for. But he offers an invitation to say I want to show you the life that you were created to live. I want to show you that you don't have to carry that brokenness and that hurt anymore. And I feel that as I've been speaking expectation has been rising in your heart. And you don't, might not have the words to explain it. You might not have the Christian needs to put to it yet, but you just know deep down that there is a hunger to say, you know what? If he's real, if he can do it, if he can turn my life around, then I don't want to do what I've known to do anymore, but I want to turn my life around and walk into all that he is. And I believe that there are people right now that are going to encounter the love of God in such a real and magnificent way. Friend, we never set out to put on a show Like this is genuinely real. And for me at the age of 19, when I thought that I'd messed everything up, you know what I thought? I thought I deserved to be told that I was worthless. I thought I was was deserving to be told that I didn't deserve anything good in my life. Yet I walked into a meeting on a Sunday night much like this. And what I got was a message of love, was a message of acceptance, was an opportunity to give my all to God. And maybe as the team comes up and joins me, I'm just wondering, is it time for a turnaround? Yeah, I know it's scary. Yeah, I know it's been hard. But there is a God who says that before your mom and dad even thought about you before they even imagined you he had already planned and purposed that you would be on this earth and he's saying would you come home to me tonight would you come home to me tonight it's not about measuring up because the bible also says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god Friend, none of us are good enough, but it's because of the grace of God that we can live a life with expectation. Because let me tell you what we deserved, we didn't get. But what we got was love that is unending. And he can heal the wounds in your heart. He can begin to take you on a journey of discovering his purpose, his call for your life. Maybe you're sitting in here tonight and you're thinking, but maybe I'm too old. TC, you don't make, know the mistakes I've made up until now. You don't know the lives that I have affected by the decisions that I made. friend. you don't need to do it alone. Like actually, you actually don't. Because I found that when I try and do it in my own strength, In my own independence, I continue to stumble and I continue to fall. Because no amount of me trying to work it in my own strength will ever be enough. And it's this weird tension where actually when I surrender my life. See, the world would try and say, have it all together. Put on a good face, put on a face that says, you have it all together. But Jesus says, it's okay to be honest and real and say that you can't do it in your own strength. Apparently to be a real man man these days you need to be this untouchable, strong, staunch person. I actually think what this generation needs is men to actually just be real and say we need God. And I was so astounded by seeing a generation This is the beauty about young people because they're not a respecter of people. They just run towards God. But I find sometimes the older I get, the more I know, the more I think, you know what? I don't need to do it how this God says I need to do it. I can do it in my own strength, friend. I've been walking with God now side by side nine years. When I made a decision to go to Bible college, I said, God, I'm giving you my everything. Everything. And he's been nothing but good to me. And if he can do it for me, if he can do it for me, if he can do it for hundreds in this room tonight, then he can do it for you. Not only does he just want to do it for you, he's already done it. My favorite verse in the Bible is John 3 verse 16. It says that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son this is the part that I always stop at because it's so beautiful. That whosoever, black, white, rich, poor, grown up on the right side of the tracks, maybe not. says whosoever would believe in him, would have eternal life. Friend, where's your life at tonight? Do you know this God that I'm talking about? Do you know the Savior that I'm talking about? Because He wants to fill your life with expectation, a wonderful life, an an exuberance for life. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au.